you're listening to the iRacer Lounge Podcast, featuring all your latest iRacing news, driver interviews, race reviews, opinions, discussions, rumors, and much more. Now here's your host, Mike Ellis, and Sim Racing Chewy Side. Welcome to the iRacers Lounge. I'm your host, Mike Ellis. iRacers Lounge is the podcast for the iRacer, where we talk all things iRacing in a casual setting. Joining me are the usual characters, Carlos, Jeff Walton, Brad Wren. Hey, guys. Hey, how's it going? Howdy. All right, well, let's jump right into it. Uh, they had the Peak Antifreeze Series race uh, last week at Charlotte. Uh, Kenny Humpy took home the win over Justin Bolton and Ray Alfala, third. And that... Uh, I didn't get to see this, but I'm just reading the results. Did anybody uh, see the race? No, I didn't. Watched a little bit of it. I was kind of surprised that uh, they actually ran in the daytime. Yeah, considering yeah the night event this week. But it was a um, okay, pretty good race from what I saw. Yeah, I went back and watched the uh, the recap, but uh, a lot of. A lot, a lot of good racing. Some, uh, some pretty, pretty big wrecks. I mean, Charlotte. So I think everybody was kind of struggling with grip. Right. So in the points after eight rounds, Ray Alfala leads them. Uh, P.J. Sturgio's second, Kenny Humpy third. Yeah, the points seem to be uh, starting to to spread quite a bit now. Yep. Uh, Alan Bowes, who was really hot early in the season. Um, He's down to seventh, so. Yeah, I think it's pretty much going to be Ray and PJ. It's about, they're kind of breaking away. Yeah, they do have a little bit of a point break away from Humpy there. And they basically got about a month off. They don't run again until the end of June. Yeah, I was looking at that, uh, trying to figure out what, you know, when the next race was and stuff like that. And same thing with the uh, iRacing World Championship Grand Prix Series. Uh, they haven't run in a while, so. I don't think we have a race to report on about them. All right, but guess what? Uh, blank Payne GT Series, the uh, they had their round two at Silverstone, and uh, there was a nice little highlight video, but Kawanda Simsport emerged as the race-winning team with a daring race strategy. That's sort of they call it. So there was a uh, an issue, and we'll talk about a little bit later, some in more detail. But there was an issue with a DDoS attack uh, during this race, and many of the teams were affected, um, is what I understood. Um, so what they're going to do is they're going to add an extra round to the series, as well as add one drop week to try to compensate. So you know we haven't seen iRacing really. Uh, make changes like that in the past when there's been a connection problem or a server problem. This is kind of a, a new territory for them. I can't remember them ever adding anything. I mean, you guys remember they squashed Daytona 500 for 2015 and all of us that ran it <laughs> got no credit for it. Right. Yeah. So they did that. But this, in this case, they're, you know, adding an event and giving a drop week because of it. Well, there's a lot of money and prizes and, and stuff on the line in that series. I guess that's a fair thing to do. We'll see. 
Okay, so uh, we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, round three will be coming up. Uh, so we had the off week uh, for the uh, NIS uh, off week, you know, when Charlotte has the uh, showdown, so to speak, and the sprint all-star race. Uh, we usually have an off week in NIS. So what did we do on the off week? We ran the Indy 500. So my first question for you guys is, what do you think about running the Indy 500 the week before the actual Indy 500? It kind of threw me off because, you know, as we were in race week for the real race, that's when I actually wanted to be in the car, you know, and but we were already done at that point. To me, I mean, being a week early, I don't know. Didn't, I don't know. I don't think it really affected me either way. Okay. And it did spread out, you know, the 600 and the 500. So you weren't trying to run those on the same week. So that was one good thing, I guess. Yep. Yeah. I mean, you can hear people in the forum saying they wanted to run them back to back. Do the double, so to speak. Yeah. Well, Brad, you did a, your own sort of double yesterday, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, still pretty tired from that. So yeah, I tried to attempt it for two uh, 600s yesterday. And first one was great. Second one didn't end so well. But we'll get into that, I'm sure, at some point. Okay. So let's just go through our Indy 500. Uh, Friday uh, was the first event there. And... Uh, Man, we took a big hit as a team. Um, I actually went after the race and counted up. Uh, we had six different starters on our team that day, and we lost 343 I-rating points uh, between the six of them. Um, and then most of those uh, team members were done before lap 10. Uh, I ended up being the only driver to actually finish the race. I got a 13th place finish and gained only 12 I rating after 500 miles. Uh, there was four green flags in a row. And, um, yeah, it was a tough race for most of us. Yeah, Mine was because we were morons. No, I was out of town, but I was kind of keeping track with you guys on Messenger. And uh, I, it doesn't seem like anybody had any good luck. And just was it all setup issues or? Nope. Oh, some people well, people been. getting wrecked and. I think in some cases there were setup issues. Mine was just some guy doesn't know how to hold the brake pedal and slid right in front of me, destroyed, ru ruined my race. I mean, the and car mine, was hard to drive, but still good. And yeah, mine was just losing the front. Yeah, and I think that might have been you were running a, a setup you weren't ready to run, or it wasn't quite right, right? Yeah, I was jumping back and forth between different setups, and I couldn't get—I couldn't feel comfortable in the car. Um, after a couple laps, you know, I started feeling comfortable, and it's just one turn one, and if you don't hit the line just right, hey, there's the wall. You know, it's just—I don't like the car that much. Yeah, you, there's no mistakes at this track, so uh, really, yeah. isn't any car. That's true. I ended up running a fixed set just because it was stable and I was hearing too many people wrecking and stuff. It was slow, but I was happy that I went with that fixed set because I, you know, kept the car under me, obviously. Hell, my set was really good for the 
first race, I think, the Friday night one, and that's where, uh, that's not really what got me in trouble, just me again, losing concentration at a, probably the toughest track and car combination out there. But I said my setup was fast, good, but just mistakes here and there will get you. Oh, yeah. I ended up uh, starting on Saturday as well, and I wrecked out early. I was the first caution. I wrecked by myself, I think off of two. Uh, P33, I mean, it hurt. It was 118 I rating. Oh, wow. And boy, I was just kicking myself for, for starting that race. So, yeah, that was the Indy 500. Yeah, my best finish of that was 13th. And I tried three different times. Yeah, it wasn't a lack of effort uh, on our team. We A lot of people tried, and I don't think very many people had good runs. So, All right, let's move on. Uh, NIS. Well, off week, uh, we ran the Indy 500, and now this week, uh, we, we've been, or this last week has been Charlotte. So the 600, and right off the bat, I'm going to say it again, and I've said it before, these races are too long. You know, and I don't mind the occasional race, but it just feels like we're doing too many of these things. And people have to work, and and people have families and lives, and it's just too much. Yeah, ten of them. <laughs> Ten's too many. Yeah, let's do three or four, maybe, you know. It, and it just seems like they're stacked right now, too, between, you know, in the last month or two. Yeah, I mean, we don't do another full one until Daytona. But, uh, I mean, it's it's difficult when you're running open and fixed, so that puts you at running two full-distance races, you know, over the course of a week. Yeah, and if you have a bad run, you probably run another one, you know, like we usually do. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what, I mean, in work issues is what forced me to have to try to do two of them on Sunday. So Wednesday, I took some notes here. Uh, I ran with Jose on Wednesday, and he got a sixth-place finish. Congratulations, Jose. Um, if you follow his results, you'll know that that's like a win for him, uh, especially in this long race. Uh, I had a 19th place on Wednesday with not one but two blown engines for that same race uh, and still finished 19th. Wow. That's ridiculous. I had only, I don't know, I blew an engine late, late in the race, and I still finished worse than you did, and it was only once. Yep. And then uh, Thursday, I, I ran and got a 13th. It was hard fought, for sure, and I was really driving my tail off. Um, I even had people telling me I was driving really hard. Um you know what? In these in these splits I'm running in, which I think I'm in a split that might be a little bit higher than I should I should be uh, for my abilities. I really have to you know be up on the wheel just to keep up with these guys, and I and then I can't even do it then. I, oh, yeah, on these long runs, I'm easy. getting killed. Yeah, and especially with the thick set, um, you know, it's, it, the cars, you, you never get separated from anybody. It's not like open. I'm really starting to prefer the open races. Yeah. And uh, Friday night, ran again and got a sixth place finish. Uh, that was after uh, long green flag runs. Akasha came out 
uh, a few laps after a green flag uh, stop, it trapped me two laps down in 13th. This is kind of a neat story. This is right at the end of the race. Took a wave around to one lap down, fought hard for the lucky dog and got it with a very late caution. There was a one lap shootout for the checker. And I ended up going from 11th to 6th on that final lap. It's a classic finish for me when I get a top 10. Is, is that usually kind of how it plays out? Wow. So I was like ecstatic after that one. Uh, it was definitely felt like a win. Yeah, I started Friday night open. I can only run, now I was going to be able to run one time a week now uh, with a new job. Lost it in turn one, saved it. A couple laps later, a big group of guys got in the wreck in turn one. I had the car slowed down, and the person behind me never lifted. Looked at the replay, they just drove into everybody head on, wide open. And you just, that the car was so messed up, I stopped, I was done, and I finished 28th. Yeah, it seems like it's hard to miss wrecks at Charlotte. It's like if they're wrecking in front of you, that's really hard to miss it. Well, if people knew how to use a brake pedal, it wouldn't be that big of a problem. Yeah, exactly. I mean, plus, you know, we're hauling the mail going into turn one, and next thing you know, you just see 10 cars sideways block the whole track. You're, just, you're trying to stop, and you can't. Oh, yeah, going straight into one, there's really nothing you can do when something happens. So. Uh, another thing I heard on the forums was on Wednesday night, two of the lower splits went as long as six hours long. I think all of my races were right over four hours. Yeah, the open for me was a little under four. Um, and the fixed ended up going about four. Yeah, you're looking at the times, people starting nine o'clock at night. And then do six hours, and they gotta get up and work the next morning. It is. It's just too long. Yeah, I mean that's that's why. I mean I didn't run Wednesday. You know I, I ran the the open Friday night. It ended up getting wrecked out pretty early, so that ended that and was at work all day Saturday, which stuck me trying to do the double on Sunday. And uh, open race had a great great run. Uh, ended up being top split for both. Both races on Sunday, which was nice, but uh, ended up with a fourth place finish in the in the open. Wow! Um, yeah, good race. I mean, just good race. And I told Carlos that the car just went completely opposite from Friday. Um, just kept getting freer and freer, which was which worked out good because I was good on long run. Um, fixed race. Um, you know, top split's going to be top split. I, I I have never been in a race with people just just driving. I, I don't even know what to call it. I mean, we had guys that were that would were pitting with no announcement, you know, and you're trying to avoid them. And then you got guys that are announcing they're pitting, getting run over. I announced through text two or three times, all the way down the back stretch, you know, over voice chat. I'm pitting, I'm pitting, I'm pitting, and get plowed into coming into the pits. You know, race done, done right then and there. Welcome to every part of my week since Talladega. That's how the races are every single week in those splits. Uh, it's frustrating, man. I mean, and, and not a, a sorry, not a nothing. I mean, and it's just, you know, you, you, you say, I mean, it's just, I was so mad last night and, you know, then sat for 40 minutes to get everything fixed and drove for two more hours, you know, just to get a 22nd place finish. 
yeah, that's tough to do, especially on these long races. Yeah, it, it certainly speaks. You know, you're talking about top split and some of the personalities in there. Uh, boy, it just shows you, you know, it the the racing is just dirty sometimes. Well, I mean, it's just I don't I don't understand it. I mean, you would think the higher you the higher you get in the splits, you know, the racing got I would think would get better. I mean, I remember coming up, and it seemed like you know once you started to get into that maybe fourth or fifth split, things started getting better from the very bottom. But it's like I guess it, once you get to second and first, man. I mean, sometimes it's great, and other times I, I'd almost rather get back in a bottom split. That's what I was telling Jose. I'd probably have more fun in those lower splits because I'd run better. But uh, yeah, all right. Let's look. Uh, let's look at results uh, for some of the team members here. Carlos, you had a third in the open, eighteenth in the fixed. Not bad, third. Yeah, that was a top split race. <laughs> wow, as you, as top split from, even. As you could hear from Brad's comments, it was exactly the same way. I just managed to not get wrecked. Survive, huh? Yep. Yeah, I got a sixth and a thirteenth. Um, and Brad Miller, he got a third as well, and a twenty-third fixed. Yeah, we did a open. <laughs> it was definitely better than fixed for everybody this week. Oh yeah, you can oh, see yeah. in the results for sure. Uh, Brad, you got a fourth and a twenty-second. Brian Cozier, uh, big old goose egg, because guess what? He's out doing real racing, and uh, we haven't seen him, but uh, he's been doing some dirt tracking. Uh, so congratulations, Brian, on doing that. Jose got a sixth and a tenth in finish. Good job, Jose. Good week for him. Uh, Jonas Hankins got a twelfth. He didn't run fixed. Uh, Matt Boley uh, ran 24th in open and second in fixed. And he had the best result. Yeah, but that open finish, uh, when we get to the issue a little bit further with some hardware, that's what got him. Yep. Uh, Dave Smith got a ninth and a 15th. Uh, Kyle Fleischman, 18th and a 4th in the fix. And Jeff Walton, you got 28th in the open and no start in the fix. Ouch. And that's NIS. So what's next week? Uh, Poconono. What do you guys, uh, Brad, you were telling me expect to be loose. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> the fix set is horrible. My, you know what the sad thing is? I ran quicker. I did a test earlier, just, you know, practice a hostage session with a fix. I was doing better than I was with an open set. Are you serious? Oh, you know, yeah, you have to be, uh, but it's hard. That's all I can say is I would rather drive a slow open set than a than the fix set. Yeah, that's, uh, I was starting a few laps before <laughs> tonight, and I'm scared for tonight in the league race we've got. I'm really scared. Well, it should be interesting. Be freaking long caution laps. That's the one thing I hate about Pocono, and we always seem to have tons of them. Oh, yeah. It's like uh, six minutes or something. Oh, it's it's just, it's agonizing. This this week will feel like last week, and it won't be a full-distance race. Right. Well, you get your repairs done. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up, let's let's uh, keep cruising here. Uh, Otto uh, Shabini from iRacing. He's an employee there. He uh, is the marketing guy, and uh, Inside Sim Racing uh, taped him at the iRace for Life conference 
Um, and they put this up on YouTube, and I watched it. It was like a Q&A. And um, I wrote down a couple of notes uh, from what I heard, so let me just uh, read those off. Uh, new stuff. I didn't write down everything. You know, we've been hearing from a lot about what's going on with iRacing and stuff, so I only wrote down stuff that kind of caught my eye. Uh, one of them was they're starting over with sounds. There's going to be a new sound engine. They got a new sound guy. Um, and when I say new sound engine, I mean the software part of it, the driver part of it that actually produces the sound, not the engine engine of the car. Um, I mean the part that generates the actual sounds and in the software, so to speak. So anyway, this sounded interesting that, you know, they are working on sounds. That is a project um, that, that's ongoing. Uh, they are redoing the damage model. Um, and one thing that he elaborated on as far as that goes is uh, with net code and, and damage and that kind of thing, they're using triangles around the cars versus circles. So if you imagine your car is on the track, there's a circle around it, and if somebody breaks into that circle, then that is considered a crash or damage or a net code. Um, and now they're saying they're using triangles around the cars and it's making it more accurate. So uh, you actually can get right against the car before there's contact and it's not a six inch gap or whatever. Um, that's the way I understood it. Yeah, I watched it too. and That makes pretty much the sense I think he was going for. Um, back to the sound thing. And my understanding, Greg Hill, who's the sound guy, is the guy that's been doing the sounds, but they finally hired him full time. I see. Yeah, so, yeah, he's recording actual samples, but not only are they doing that, they have a new sound engine to actually, you know, produce those samples into actual sounds. Yeah, but I think before, you know, he was basically almost like a contractor, was just doing work for them. And I remember reading that, you know, he's basically been hired full time. And this is, you know, he's strictly focusing on iRacing now as opposed to working for multiple sims and stuff like that. Right. They got enough work for him. So good. Um, the other item, uh, dirt, you know, they talked a lot about dirt. But one thing he mentioned was it opens up a lot of opportunities for other types of racing that maybe you haven't thought about, like rally, like dirt cross. Um, what's that one where you have to take the alternate route, Carlos, on the dirt track with the little cars? Rally cross? <laughs> yeah, rally cross. Yeah. So, I mean, all those kind of things. So, I, I think that's the first time we've actually heard somebody from iRacing saying, you know, those particular things, rally dirt cross, rally cross, um, that those are going to be possibilities and those are on the radar. So, uh, The other thing, Dave Kramer, the founder of iRacing, was mentioned. Uh, he's still working on tire models. Uh, he's heavy duty on it. And he actually made some real big gains just the other day on his uh, new tire model. So, uh, And then time attack. We've heard that before, that word. Um, it's right around the corner. He said it actually three different times in the video um, that time attack is coming. So I would expect that in the next build. Uh, that's some kind of thing where you do a hot lap and you, you're, your time is against everybody else and you're trying to do the fastest hot lap, I guess. I guess that or, you know, I, I guess also working with point-to-point. 
Or is it a thing where you you're running out of time, and if you get to the point, then you get more time, or? Yeah, I'm not sure. Something I mean, he, like he, that. Yeah, yeah, he talked about uh, you know how the work they've done on the Norch life, you know, it's really opened Don't up worry about it. The, the time attack stuff. Because of the point to point thing, right? Yeah, I think so. And Carlos, we were talking about that the other day that. At Nordschleife, you don't have to start over at Pit Road every time you, like, rack, right? You can push the button, it'll reset you somewhere else? Yeah, pretty much, but I don't know how that's going to work for, like, you know, official sessions. I think practice, that's what that's what you could do, just reset the car. I think what this guy was saying, though, is that functionality was the beginnings of what they need for a time attack or, or for these other things, like, like rally, you know, where it is a point-to-point race. So that was... That's all part of the grand scheme of things, you know, that they can build these other things because of that. All right, so Otto, yeah, had some good things to say at the uh, iRace for Life conference. Let's move on. Uh, dirt. Uh, Williams Grove Speedway was announced as a new dirt track. And uh, they've been, iRacing's been posting, you know, pictures and videos of of them out there scanning the track. And they scanned it before the race. They scanned it after a race. Um, one guy scanned it, was there all night long after a big event to, to get the aftermath scanned. So it sounds like they're really going for it. Was he tasting the dirt? I don't know if he was tasting it, but... Uh, it's kind of neat that iRacing shares that stuff with us, and we can at least have an idea what they're working on. So, dirt can't get here fast enough. Yeah. Soon. Soon. <laughs> yeah, iRacing soon, right? Yeah, and he even mentioned that in the uh, the Q and A, you know, about that that uh, you know the the goal was the end of the year, but. That was a very uh, aggressive goal. I think he was purposely downplaying that goal because it is a very aggressive goal, I think. Um, okay, so next up is, uh, and we're just going randomly through our topics here, fireworks. Uh, I forgot about them until we raced at Charlotte at night, but you know when the race is over at a night race, there's fireworks. Have you guys seen it? No, because at the night tracks, I, I can't set my popcorn effects to anything higher than low because I get so many horrific stutters and frame rate loss if I run it on medium. Oh. Wow. Doesn't, do, doesn't do it in the day. can run it like that during the day. I actually put up a post on the forum, got no response. But, you know, to run a track during the day, can run it at medium, perfectly fine. No issues at all. At night, as soon as you get in the grass... It just system comes to a screeching halt. You think it'd be the way around because of shadows, but I know it just doesn't make any sense. Not a smoke issue; it's strictly grass. So it's when the particles are coming up off the tires. During the day, it's fine. At night, it's it's undrivable. So I'll ask a stupid question: What does the grass have to do with fireworks? Well, I'm just saying that's you can only see it when it's medium. You have your medium or above. It's when you've got the popcorn effect settle on. So if you've oh, got I set see. it low, you don't get you won't get the the fireworks. Right. Well, I guess I have them on high because I was able to see the fireworks. Uh, Jeff, Carlos, have you seen it? Yep. Actually scared me first time because I didn't know what the noise was, but I seen it out the corner coming to the line or, you know, outside my windshield. Actually coming out of four at Charlotte. 
when I first noticed that. It's kind of hard to find a camera angle where you can see it. If you just stay in the car, you might not even see it. Yeah, I just saw it while driving, then I checked afterwards, and I saw it on the replay. Yeah, so go to the blimp on the replay of, like, the, you know, final lap or right after the final lap, and you'll see it. Yeah, I don't have a machine that is good enough to run it on high. So you haven't seen it? Okay. All right, well, I forgot about it. You know, it's been there for a long time, and I just thought I'd mention it again since we had a night race. All right, let's move on. Uh, Next was the 2016 Season 3 schedule has been released uh, on the 27th, about three days ago. Uh, And then I'll read off some items of note that they uh, noted. Uh, Rough Cup is now open set up. Uh, There's a new Rough GT3 series that is fixed. The Ford GT will move into the GT3 class and replace the Rough. All right. The prototype? Oh, yeah. Is that good news for you? Yep. Uh, The prototype and GT Challenge is back with the HPD, Ford GT, and GT1 cars. The IMSA series is now the VET DP, German GT3 cars, and the rough C-Spec. the hell's German GT3? I'm guessing the rough and what, the Mercedes Audi? No, no, it's a BMW Mercedes now. Okay. And then the Radical is back as a standalone series. And then finally, the Verizon IndyCar series is an open, set-up road series with both oval and road races. You know, the Radical is probably one of my favorite road cars, but being on this side of the pond, it's almost impossible to find any races that go official. Well, probably now that it's a standalone series, it's probably even worse, right? Yeah, yeah. it's always been a struggle here in the U.S., but it's a great car. I mean, if you just want to have a fun car to go play with. Yeah. So, yeah, Season 3 schedule's out. If you're interested, check it out. Let's get into hardware uh, next. Did you want to touch on the DDoS attack? Oh, that's right. We talked about that a little bit earlier. It was during the the Blank Pain GT Round 2 series. It's when it happened. Uh, But, Brad, you did some reading on this, didn't you? What did you find out? I think it's interesting. Tony Gardner had even posted on the forums, and uh, quoting Tony, he says, you know, speaking of this, he says, we did invest over six figures in added security, and it helped keep the site up, uh, but it did impact one server. You know, he apologized for it. There's just some evil people in the world, and that these types of attacks are federal crime. So, I mean, I don't know what causes people to want to do this. And, uh, I mean, I don't think it's people specifically, you know, targeting iRacing. It's just you get caught up in this stuff. Well, is this the world of everyone shares servers now? You know, and they rent space on servers, and and somebody else is getting DDoS that's not really iRacing, but we're getting affected? Yeah, I mean, there's, you know, you have, it's an attack on a domain server, is my understanding, to some degree. So, you know, there's multiple domain servers throughout the Internet, and everybody points back to those for, you know, for your routing, your directing, you know, through the Internet. And, um, you know, when these things get attacked, it's just, it slows those down, and you can't, a domain server is basically, you know, it's that, it's almost like the uh, the post office, you, you know, you're going for a website, you go to the name server, you know, domain server that tells you where to go somewhere, and when those things are, are attacked, you, you can't go anywhere. 
Yep. I think I got that right. It's been a few years. Yeah, that sounds one right. It. You know, and uh, you know, is iRacing learning from this so they can fix it in the future? I don't know. I mean, we've heard about this a lot over the last couple of years. It's happened off and on. Uh, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I, there's uh, plenty of other games that are, that are you know have m way more users online than we do. But I, I don't know if it's just an ex you know, it's again, I racing small company, you know, and maybe that's part of it too. I really don't know, but I mean, if they've invested six figures. That's a lot of money. Yep. Yep. It is a lot of money for security. Uh, yeah. So that's what happened there. So, um, yeah, and I, you know, I like the reaction they had too with adding a drop week and and scheduling another event just to not mess up that series, you know, because. It did happen during that particular event. It almost it looks like it's a you know an attack on iRacing because it happened during that time, but it's hard to say you know until people are actually prosecuted. All right, so let's jump into hardware now. Um, I have a, a comment. Uh, I spent uh, some time in the last couple of weeks um, cleaning my computer, and I. There's a couple ways I clean it, and I usually just kind of open the door and blow it out. Well, this time I did more than that. I took it apart, uh, took it out into the kitchen, took out the video card, and uh, boy, was that dirty underneath the video card and the, the big heat sink that sits over the CPU. I thought I had been blowing that out really good, but once I got the video card out and I was able to look underneath of it, it was completely clogged with dirt. I mean, it was really bad. And so I was happy that I took the time to actually take that apart and blow that out. And when I used the canned air on the, on the video card, I, and I had never taken the video card out of the computer like that since I built it. And it's been almost four years. I couldn't believe how much dust blew out of that thing. And it was just amazing how dirty it was. Uh, my computer was actually making noises and stuff before this. Uh, once I got it cleaned up and put it back together, those noises are gone. Like when the fans would go into high, it would make some kind of weird noise. Now that noise isn't happening. So, hey, this is my reminder to you guys out there, the listeners, don't forget to do this once in a while. I think I probably waited too long to do it. Yeah. I do mine generally about once a year. You know, I'll pull it and break it down. And I haven't gone and, you know, pulled every component out in probably two years. But at least once a year, I'll pull it out and blow it out. You know, just do a really good job of cleaning it out. And same thing. I mean, mine sits over here in the corner now, and it, you can't even tell it's running. Hell, mine's in a freaking closed space. I need to get it out of there because. Well, actually, everything inside the computer is nice and cool, like you would expect it to be, but my graphic card, my GPU is heating to the point where it wants to start lowering its uh, performance. Yeah, and if uh, you know, if you're someone who's got animals in the house, you probably need to do it more frequently than once a year. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I didn't take everything out. I just took out the video card, but... By doing that, it gave me access to the back, the bottom part of the radiator over the CPU. And I felt like everything else I could really reach with the, with the dust can. So I felt like I didn't need to take everything out. Uh, 
you know, I did. I certainly was thinking about taking the radiator off the CPU, but I'm like, no, I don't want to mess with the paste and all that stuff again. I know I got a good seal on that, so I decided not to do that. Okay, uh, let's move on. Uh, inside Sim Racing, as well as some other sites I saw on Facebook and uh, Twitter, are announcing that. Uh, there's some breaking news regarding the new Thrustmaster wheel, and there's some pictures that have been released of it too. But uh, apparently, it's going to be direct drive this wheel, and uh, that'll be huge news because I don't think Thrustmaster has really gone down that road before. That'll be uh, be interesting. Be interesting to see what the build quality is on it. Yeah, and looking at the picture. The base is pretty darn big, and I was kind of wondering, boy, is that gonna? Would that fit on my abutto? I might have to like, you know, do something different. Uh, be, you know, I don't even think that would fit on my particular uh, cockpit. I, I think it probably would. I don't. I don't think that'd be an issue. But if their bases always seem rather large anyway. Just the the shape is to me has always been real high, high profile. Yeah. So, yeah, I've been watching and kind of shopping wheels and stuff, and uh, this is intriguing. I have no idea what the price point is, so we'll have to see where it went, when it comes out. All right. Uh, next up was Logitech Software uh, Updater has been updating uh, the Logitech Profiler. I think it's called, and messing up a lot of people with G27 wheels. And there's a lot of reports on the forums and, and a lot of different game sites across the board where basically they, you know, this update installs and then their wheel becomes a brick. You know, it doesn't work anymore. Yeah, this is what got Matt, teammate uh, Matt Bowley, uh, yesterday and was hot on Saturday and fired up the computer to run the open race and had wheel wouldn't do anything and finally gets back into the profiler and it's got instead of a G27 or G25 it says it's got a, a driving force pro and nothing would work. Yeah, so there is a documented fix for this if you look it up. Um, I, I don't remember exactly what it is. It has to do with uninstall and reinstall something. Yeah, I think that's what Matt ended up doing. And by the time he got all that figured out, the race was—he was pretty much out of the race. Right. Did you have that issue? Because I think you've got a G27, don't you? I do, but I only have the wheel and the gear shift. I'm not using pedals uh, that are G27. So I don't know if that's the difference or not. But no, I haven't seen this issue. Maybe I have updates turned off. I don't know. Yeah, I thought about you when uh, when he was having issues. Uh, interesting. Yeah, so I haven't had any problems. I'm not sure what the difference is. You know, why are some people having problems and other people aren't that are running the same equipment? Uh, it doesn't seem to affect everybody. So I haven't figured out what the difference is. Just going to look at my profiler right now, actually, and see if I can tell what version it is. Yeah, it says version 5.10.127 date, June 14th, 2010. That may be why. So I definitely have an older version of it. So 
uh, hopefully it won't update. So, yeah, if you run into this issue, people, just Google it or check the forums. I know that I've seen uh, a documented uh, fixes for this uh, where you can follow the instructions and get it resolved. So, okay, moving on. Uh, let's talk Microsoft Windows. Um, Windows 7. Uh, Microsoft has released uh, basically what amounts to Service Pack 2 for uh, Windows 7. They're not calling it that. They're calling it the new convenience roll-up. So what happens is if you reinstall Windows 7 on a unit uh, with an old disk, uh, you better be ready to spend the next 48 hours installing over 400 updates from Microsoft. Well, what this does is it rolls all those 400 or so updates up into one convenient package that you can install all at once. And so I don't know how many iRacers out there are, are reinstalling Windows with Windows 7 and stuff, but I thought I would mention it. Uh, if, if you're used to doing those kind of updates, you might want to check this out. Okay. Uh, moving on. The new video card we talked about, the 1080 and the 1070 uh, from NVIDIA, um, I understand that there's uh, a lot of availability questions, uh, you know, where to buy it and, uh, and that kind of thing. Uh, Carlos, you were talking about getting one. What happened? I'm getting a 1070, but I don't know. I just found out they were only, they just got released today, really, to everyone, but pre-orders was what ran out. You know, a lot of people couldn't get a hold of them. 1080s, at least. I don't know what, I don't know what the story was for the 1070, but yeah. Yeah, there were uh, some people on the forums who tried to pre-order. Uh, a few got in, a few didn't, is what it sounded like. So, yeah, I, my my recommendations is wait a little bit, you know, until the, the product gets out to the various distributors and shouldn't be a problem getting these. That's what I'm waiting for, for the 1070, for other, you know, companies to release theirs instead of having the reference model, which, to be honest, I think the cooling on them sucks. Yeah, a lot of people mention that. If you wait for the other companies to put their stuff on the card, you'll get a better cooling or a, a better, you know, value because it, it, they're, they're going to make it better than the card is that you can buy today. Um, if you do a Google search for GTX 1080, just about every uh, article states pre-orders sold out in five minutes, so... Very popular wheel uh, or card, you know, so we'll have to see. <laughs> now, speaking of wheels, that's the next topic. Uh, Frex. Frex. Is that how you say that? F-R-E-X has announced the DD Sim Wheel, as they call it. It's $1,650, and it doesn't include the actual steering wheel. It's the motor and it looks like a electronic controller and maybe a button and a bunch of cabling so did you guys look at this what do you think yeah i looked at it i mean it looks looks nice i mean that's kind of on my my wish list here to 
next couple of years, so we'll see. <laughs> well, this is definitely along that whole OWB kind of thing, you know, where you build your own wheel. But this has like got everything, you know, everything you need kind of prepackaged. You just have to add the wheel to it. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, there's there's a bunch of different do-it-yourselves, but uh, I'm not that do-it-yourself. Right. So I, I agree. If I was ever to get one of these, I would want a, a package like this that's all put together. Uh, the other thing I was reading as I was reading about these wheels and these direct-derived wheels and stuff, I kind of picked this up in the forum just by reading over several pages and stuff. But I got the impression that there's a problem with most quick disconnect wheels in these OSW projects. They end up stripping and developing play within hours, uh, in some cases making it completely useless uh, for some people. Uh, but it's news to me, but it reminds me when you're buying this kind of stuff in this particular market, you better be doing your homework, you know. Yeah, well, I think part of the issue is people actually trying to use, you know, real quick disconnects. And in, in reality, I think some of these direct drive wheels are actually, you know, more powerful than an actual steering wheel in a car. They're more powerful than they need to be, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, how many, what is it, nanometers or what do we need, 25? I mean, how much, how strong does it need to be? I don't know, but... Oh, what was I going to say? The only things that are really that strong would be a go-kart, you know, a racing car. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, that's I, about the, it. the IndyCar, you know, I, I don't think IndyCar uses power steering, so that's probably yeah, as as close as you're going to get. But, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. But, I mean, that's, yeah, I read cars. the same I read the same thing, Mike, with guys, you know, short, even just short use, and they're, they're stripped out. Right. And, boy, you want to spend all that kind of money and build you a nice wheel and then all of a sudden you know there's a problem so yeah there was definitely certain models or certain brands where there was there was a stripping problem so it is you know i i'm not going to say anything specific because i didn't really do a lot of research on it but it certainly threw up a red flag for me all right and again back to what we said earlier i'm not that much of a do-it-yourself guy so i want the whole package and have it all work. Right. Right. All right. And that uh, concludes our hardware section. Um, we did get a shout out uh, last week. Uh, I don't read Spanish. Carlos, do you read that? Can you read that? Nope. Okay. Where's Jose when we need him? Where's Jose? Yeah. I, I don't know. But uh, apparently, we got some fans of the iRacers Lounge down in uh, South America. And uh, we must have mentioned something they did because uh, they were uh, uh, tweet twittering us on Twitter, and uh, we got several retweets retweets from several other Spanish iRacers uh, or Brazilian iRacers. I'm not sure. Um, and I just want to say thank you to those guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, hey, next time, you know, interact in English if you can, and we'll try to you know, uh, talk back to you. But that was kind of the problem. I didn't know what you guys were saying. <laughs> I just looked at the tweet, and there's a spotter that says you can translate it. It says, this American podcast uh, at iRacing, like us, name Yoni, and the VLN, big thanks. So I guess with us talking about the VLN. Oh, the new VLN series, yes. Yep. 
Interesting. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, don't be afraid to get uh, interact with us, guys. Uh, we're on Twitter. We're on Facebook at iRacers Lounge. We're on YouTube, Twitch, you name it. So get out there and uh, and uh, interact with us and tell us what you uh, w- what you want us to talk about. Um, one idea we had as a team is let's ask the audience for topic suggestions. Uh, if you have something that you want us to talk about, let us know, you know. And we'll uh, put it. We'll put it in the script and uh, go over it. So we want uh, our listeners to, you know, weigh in. So let us know. And that's going to wrap it up, guys. We're going to try to switch this to a weekly format uh, going forward. So stay tuned for that. We've been on every two or three weeks. Uh, so we'll see how the weekly thing works out. But uh, let's get into final thoughts. Uh, Carlos, you're up. Crap. Oh, I don't know. Just uh, kind of looking forward to Pocono because I always do there, but I'm kind of not looking forward to Pocono because everyone else kind of struggles sometimes and I end up getting caught in their stuff. So that's just all I'm worried about. All right. I'm just happy to get back to a regular distance race. Uh, Brad, what do you got for final thoughts? Uh, kind of same same thing with Carlos. Uh, not really looking forward to, to Pocono, but... This next stretch of four or five races is really not looking forward to it. This is going to be the summer grind, which is at a bunch of tracks. I'm just not, I'm not, I'm not very good at. So we'll see what happens. I think it's going to be a lot of time uh, in practice, you know, over the next few weeks. But uh, we'll see. Let's. Uh, everybody has a good week of Pocono and try to hang on to that thing. Yeah, you know, we're all inching up in the points. Uh, so this is really a good part of the year where you can really gain points or lose points. Uh, we get a lot of people that, you know, don't make it the whole season, I think. And uh, and this is kind of that point of the season. Like you said, it's a grind. I think we might lose some of the people that have been running all year. So we'll see if we move up. Uh, uh, Jeff, what do you got for final thoughts? Um, now I'm going to be able to run once a week. This is really take my time and watch that mirror and let people run. And then with 50 laps to go, I guess, decide to try to move up and finish where I finish. Yep. It's going to be harder for you with that one start. That's for sure. So, all right. And my final thoughts is, hey, interact with us. Uh, hit us up on uh, on Twitter and Facebook, guys, and uh, let us know what you want to hear. As we go into a weekly format, these shows will get a little bit shorter, I'm sure. But we'll be looking for topics. So let us know. All right, and that's our show. Thanks. See ya. Good night, everybody. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the iRacers Lounge podcast. Make sure to go subscribe to us at our YouTube channel at iRacers Lounge. Follow on Twitter and Facebook at iRacers Lounge and SoundCloud at iRacers Lounge. See you on the track.